Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sober Culture. I'm Logan, your host, and I'm here to offer you some sober insight in a society that's just absolutely booze-centric and obsessed with getting drunk. If you are trying to change your drinking or trying to change your relationship to alcohol, or maybe even trying to go completely sober, welcome to the show. In today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about some reasons why we might drink when everything seems to be going great. For me, this happened all the time. I would be two, three, maybe four weeks sober. Life's finally starting to look on the up and up. I'm starting to feel better. My emotions have started to regulate. And then all of a sudden, I find myself wanting to drink more than ever. This can be so frustrating. And if you're experiencing this, you are not alone. I want to give you some understanding of why this might be happening and also what you can do if you find that as soon as everything starts going good, you're wanting to go back to booze. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. I can't even begin to tell you guys how often this happened to me on my sober curious journey. I would get some distance away from booze, maybe a couple of weeks, sometimes even like a couple of months. And then all of a sudden I want to blow up all of my progress that I've made and go back to my old drinking ways. And this was really frustrating for me because it felt like as soon as I started getting my energy back and started getting my productivity levels up and really feeling like I had a handle on this whole alcohol thing, I would go right back. And if this is happening to you, it's really common. So don't feel like you're the only one. A part of me definitely felt like this is almost too good to be true. And I kind of always felt like I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, especially because this had happened dozens of times. I felt like I just couldn't get long-term sobriety under my belt. So don't get discouraged if this is what you're experiencing. Like I said, it's really common. And the first thing that I want to explain, and I've talked about this before, is the positive or euphoric recall that can really sabotage our efforts. So what euphoric recall is, is basically our brains choosing to remember all of the positive and nice things about an experience. So whenever it comes to drinking, euphoric recall was causing me to basically selectively remember things about booze. I would only remember the really great highlight reel of it and selectively forget about all of the negative shit that came with it, like the excruciating hangovers and weeks of depression and anxiety and all of the reasons why I wanted to put it down to begin with. And this can be really frustrating because if you've ever experienced that where you wake up the day after maybe a bender or something and you're like, never again. And then it seems like maybe within a few days or for some people within a few hours, it's like all of that goes out the window and you're back to chasing that positive experience that you're remembering about alcohol. And this can also look like even downplaying the negative side effects of alcohol. So maybe you're remembering it as not that bad, right? Or you're minimizing the negative consequences that came along with it. And this can be frustrating because 
it almost can feel like we can't rely on our memory to help us maintain that motivation to keep our distance from alcohol or, or to change our drinking habits. And for me, what was so frustrating was that I would have all of this euphoric recall. I'd go back to drinking and then whenever I would finally be done with it, whether it was after a weekend or after a couple of weeks of slipping back into my old ways, I'd be so frustrated with myself because I'd be like, how did I get back here? Like, I know better. I should know better. And I sort of got into this place of blaming myself and being frustrated that I didn't learn my lesson. And all of this was accompanied by this feeling of disappointment in myself and shame and that is not a good combination for wanting to try to change your drinking because it would lead me to want to just drink more because of all these negative feelings. So what can be done about this whole thing with euphoric recall? I think the first thing that really helped me was knowing that it existed to begin with because then I could start to recognize whenever it was happening that that's what was going on. So if I'd get some distance from booze, I'd start kind of fantasizing about it. I could tell myself, oh, this is euphoric recall. I am remembering all of the positive things because my brain wants to chase that pleasure again. So just being aware of it can be really helpful. And then you can begin to challenge those thoughts. For me, what this looked like was whenever I would start having those reminiscing moments, I would challenge myself and I would say, wait, is that really, really what it was like? And a lot of the times what this would require me to do would be to really get honest about my past with drinking and to really force myself to remember a lot of those things that maybe I don't like thinking about, but it was necessary. Like, wait, let me think back to how bad those hangovers really got. Let me think back to my why. And I've talked about this before, the importance of really getting crystal clear about why you want to change. Keeping your why in the forefront of your brain can be really helpful whenever you're trying to change your drinking. I keep mine on my phone and basically I've just developed out all of the different reasons for wanting to change my relationship to alcohol. And this can be motivating whenever you need a good reminder. And also reminding yourself in these moments when you fear recall is happening, that these are not necessarily reliable memories. And just choosing to recognize that the way that you're remembering alcohol is not necessarily a true reflection of your experience can be super helpful. And if you find that you have succumbed to euphoric recall and you're struggling and you're having those thoughts like, how did you let yourself get back here? And you start maybe blaming yourself because I did this a lot. What I want you to remember is that you are human and there is nothing wrong with you. If you've slipped up, it doesn't make you a failure. You're still learning. So try to have some grace with yourself because I know for me, I was in this cycle of really beating myself up and being really hard on myself. And I just don't think that that's really helpful. I want you to instead recognize euphoric recall for what it is, acknowledge it whenever it's happening, and then really focus on challenging those thoughts. And keep in mind that we were not given a handbook whenever we started drinking. And it's okay if you don't get this to first go round. The important thing is to use these moments where maybe you slip up and make a mistake as learning opportunities. That way you can move forward and be better equipped to handle these kinds of thoughts and euphoric recall the next time that it comes up. All right. So another thing that 
what happened to me and might be happening to you after getting some distance away from booze is that I would start thinking that, well, it'll be different this time. And that is a tricky, slippery slope to go down because in a big way, this was denying all of my experience. I had tried multiple times for it to be different after a break and it never was. I always ended up drinking the same and getting back into the old patterns. And one of the reasons why I think that this happens is because after a period of abstinence, you can sort of get this sense of empowerment and this sense of control over booze. Like, look at all the progress that I've made. So now I must have something different about me. And this kept me stuck for a very long time because I had this illusion that I'd be able to go back and control booze in some way. And it never really worked out. And another thing that I think was happening too, and it might be happening for you, is that I did have this desire to drink normally. I was obsessed with it. I was like, well, as long as I get like enough distance from it, then maybe I can drink like normal people. And so whenever things were going really great and I had had some sobriety from alcohol, I would think like it's going to be different this time because I'm different. I'll be able to drink differently because I'm changed. And It took me having to do a lot of my own research and figure out that this was just not the case for me. Over and over again, no matter which way I tried to do it, I always ended up drinking the same. And I'm not saying that this is going to be your experience, but if this is your experience, just know that it's really normal. And I recommend if you want to dive a little bit deeper into this to go listen to my episode on breaking up with the obsession to moderate because I go over my experience with moderation and why I think it's really hard for a lot of people to do. So whenever you have those thoughts come up after you've had some distance from booze, maybe you're doing really great. And then all of a sudden you're starting to feel like I can go back because it's going to be different this time. What helps me is to remind myself that alcohol is incredibly addictive for me. And every time that I indulge in it, it always leads me wanting more and wanting to drink more of it more often. And this is because despite how long I've gone without it, and despite how much I might have changed as a person, the one thing that hasn't changed is alcohol. And if alcohol hasn't changed, then neither will its effect on me. So no matter how long it's been or how much progress I've made, whenever I go back to it, it always looks the same because it's the same substance. And I do want to note here that I'm not saying that moderation isn't going to work for you and that you'll never be able to drink differently because I have no idea what your individual circumstance is. And I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm mostly just speaking from my experience here. And you'll have to figure out for yourself what works in terms of moderating or going totally sober. I like to leave that up to you guys because, again, I don't know what is right for you. Only you will know that and you might have to figure it out for yourself. Me personally, I have chosen total abstinence because that's what works best for me. But I don't push that on anyone because I understand that your journey with alcohol is your own and it's going to be up to you to figure out what's best for your situation. All right. So far, we've touched on euphoric recall and how that can cause you to drink whenever everything's going well. And we've also gone over the illusion that can happen after you've had some distance from booze that makes us think that we can control it or be different in some way with it. The next thing that I want to touch on is 
something that would happen to me often after I'd get some distance from booze and I'd start feeling good. I'd be happy and I'd want to celebrate and I'd be like, look, I've done so well. And if you've been drinking for years and years and years, you probably are used to celebrating with booze. And this would happen for me. I'd be like, well, I want to celebrate my accomplishments and I want to mark this occasion by some way. And the only way that I really knew how to do that was by drinking, which obviously would undermine all of my efforts. And something that I think is really important to understand about this is that just like negative emotions can trigger you to want to drink to cope with that, you can also experience triggers to drink whenever you're really happy. And for me, what this looked like was maybe I had a really successful week at work or maybe I hit like three weeks sober and I'd have all this excitement and I'd be feeling really good and I want to keep feeling good. And how do I know how to do that? Tequila shots. So what I had to do was learn how to celebrate in a different way that didn't revolve around alcohol. And I had to figure out ways that I could mark milestones and celebrate myself that didn't result in so many negative consequences. And this is going to look different for everyone. You're going to have to figure out what you like to do to celebrate and to appreciate yourself. One thing that I like to do is whenever I am needing a treat or feeling like celebrating, I give myself a spa day because that makes me feel great. It's something that I don't get to do very often. And it's a way that I signify to myself that we are celebrating. Um, And another thing too that I like to remind myself of whenever I maybe have the urge to use alcohol as a way to celebrate is to think it through. Why would I want to treat myself and celebrate with something that makes me feel so awful and has so many negative consequences and side effects? Is that really a treat? And I like to frame it that way because then it makes it less desirable. Like I want to treat myself with something that's going to make me feel great and doesn't have negative consequences. So you're going to have to figure out what those things are for you. You're also just going to have to be okay with going against the grain. Society tells us that we're supposed to celebrate with alcohol. Maybe it's how your friends and your family celebrate. You have to come up with your own little things that are going to make you feel good and make you feel celebratory. I know that the holidays are coming up and this can be a super triggering time for a lot of people because holidays are usually marked with a lot of alcohol. And one thing that I like to do during this time is to give myself something to celebrate with. And this usually is in the form of a really nice mocktail or something that makes me feel like I'm participating. Just because you're not celebrating with alcohol doesn't mean that you just don't get to participate. You can find your own ways to feel celebratory also. You just have to get a little curious and figure out what that's going to look like for you. All right. Another thing that kept me going back to the drink after everything was going well was because I had some crazy self-limiting beliefs. There was a big part of me that didn't think I was worthy of succeeding with this. There was a part of me that really doubted my ability to keep with this long-term. And this is so common, especially if you've had a lot of slips in your experience. And if you've failed to have a lot of success along your journey to change your drinking or whatever your goals with alcohol are. 
for me, like I mentioned earlier, this manifested itself in the form of thoughts that sounded like this is too good to be true and feelings like I'm just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like I'm not going to be able to maintain this. And I really had to dive into why I had these beliefs about myself and why I felt like I didn't deserve freedom from this struggle that I was going through. And what I came to learn was that I had allowed my past experiences with trying to control alcohol and what I perceived as failures to do so to start to mean something about me. I started to allow those experiences to mean that I would never succeed and that this issue was so much bigger than me and that my addiction to alcohol was permanent and that I would never have the confidence to cope with life without alcohol or to deal with certain situations without being under the influence. All of these started to become these self-limiting beliefs that kept me stuck. And so whenever I would get on a good streak and start feeling like everything was going well, those self-limiting beliefs would creep back in and I would start to believe that I wasn't worthy of it and I would go back to drinking and go back to my old ways. So what I did in order to start to change this was first recognizing that the self-limiting beliefs were there to begin with. And once I started to recognize that that's what was going on, I had to start building self-compassion. I had to forgive myself and I had to start treating myself with the same level of kindness and forgiveness and love that I would if someone I cared about was struggling with some of these same issues. And another way that I started to challenge the self-limiting beliefs was to acknowledge the times that I had been successful and to celebrate the wins. It's so easy whenever we're on this journey to only focus on when we slip up and the negatives and sort of forget all of the progress that we've made. And a big thing that kept me stuck in believing I'd never get it was I was only focusing on my consecutive sobriety. Well, I only made it 17 days. I only made it eight days. Instead of recognizing like, no, in the last five months or however long it had been, you managed to stay sober most of the time. And that's something to celebrate. It's important to acknowledge your small wins because they add up over time and recognizing these and celebrating them is going to build that confidence in yourself. That's so necessary to change your drinking. I hope that by recognizing your self-limiting beliefs, you're then able to start to figure out your own ways of how you're going to challenge them. That way you can start to feel confident and start to feel worthy of changing your relationship to alcohol. I know that this isn't always the easiest part of the process, and I highly recommend therapy if you have access to it. I've been using BetterHelp now for years. And that's helped me a lot to work on my own self-limiting beliefs. But even if you don't have access to therapy, I think that finding a community of like-minded people that are also trying to change their relationship to alcohol can be really helpful because then you're able to see that other people are making the changes that maybe you want to make and that it is possible. And that can give you some hope and help build the belief in yourself and your own ability to have success with this. And I'm just going to throw in that famous quote by Henry Ford right here because I feel like it's appropriate. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. 
And I think that this especially holds true whenever it comes to changing your relationship to alcohol. You have to challenge those self-limiting beliefs to be able to build the confidence in yourself that you are in fact capable of change, you are capable of growth, and it's possible to overcome what might feel like a really tough struggle with alcohol right now. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. I hope that if you've been struggling with wanting to drink when everything's going well, that this episode gave you a little bit of insight as to why that might be happening so that you are more equipped to deal with it the next time that it comes up. If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider sending it to someone that you know might benefit from it so that we can spread the message and help more people to change their relationship to booze. If you want to follow along on social media, you can look me up on Instagram at Sober Culture Podcast. Feel free to shoot me a DM. Let me know your thoughts or if you'd like any topics covered in future episodes. And lastly, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider leaving me a five-star rating and review. All right, guys, that's it for today. I will catch you in the next episode.